Welcome to this first episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Martin Franklin, coming to you from East Coast Studio. This first episode is designed to accompany an article, Podcast Interview Skills Take Control, which is on eastcoaststudio.com.au. And the aim of this article is to help podcast hosts identify some common issues that come out in interviews and tackle some of these unconscious vocal sounds that we all have. I've got a few examples to illustrate this for you. So let's just go in. Um, we're going to make. We. They. It's. It's. Um, so we, um, yeah. It's. So, so the. Apart. Uh, and the. Um, as. Uh, um, um, just. Um, from. Um, and you will benefit. You. Uh, um, um, so, uh, there's, um, uh, um, mini, which... Yeah, they, they, there's, um, I know I've... Um, each... Um, uh, um, um, uh, um uh, I suppose, kind of... Mm, that's a very good question. Uh, so, I mean, um, um, so it is, it, it's, we... So, so, what your... Uh, um, so that, so the... Um, and, uh, at the, of, yeah, kind of... Eight. Um... Well, I'm, I'm, um, and turn in, you get one, um, um, this, and... Like, I know, it, for, for, um, what kind of users... Yeah, so, so, um... But, but, uh, so, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the resident... Could, could, um, but I'm, we, uh, you, you two, and I am, you know, it, it's, it's, um, and... Um, so if we can just move on to, to a bit of, uh, more specific placemaking. Yes, especially um, and um, we also we yes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 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 a huge fan. I'm a, I'm a um, um, but I've as not on. Can you um, and by yeah 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 no absolutely um um, um so we we over the part and um you, uh, uh, yes yeah but we I'm um we um I, I love it. Hand in glove, and if, if you can, if or, um, uh, well, that, um, and you know, if it's brilliant, uh, yeah, I think that's that's fair enough. I mean, you'll, you'll, um, uh, well, well, we shouldn't laugh, we all do it, and I actually made that. Can you believe by cutting out all of the pauses and interjections, which were in a podcast episode? I love my podcast hosts, and they make brilliant shows, but sometimes, like anyone, we have to take out some. Vocal sounds which aren't basically not very effective. So we all do it, and I'm really working hard here not to do it myself. I dare say I will be putting a few uh, um ahs in, and I'm going to try my best actually not to edit them out because uh, it's like a busman's holiday for your own show. I simply can't be bothered because I just want to get this out there and get it done get it into the article which I'm about to publish and move on and um, try and do some work that earns me some money, basically. 
So, okay, yeah, we're still recording. Everything's fine. Don't panic. Good. So, unconscious pauses and sounds. My idea about how you would tackle that is basically they are unconscious sounds. They're there for a number of different reasons. They're there to give you space to think while you're formulating the idea that you want want to express. Sometimes they're there because they're like a signal to the other person that you want to speak. So you make a kind of so or something like that, some kind of sound which says, I'm ready, I want to kind of cut into what you're saying and contribute. Um, but the sounds in their own right don't actually have any information value so they make longer sentences and more complex ideas actually harder to understand because our brains have to filter out all of these placeholders before we can actually get to the content and get to the idea which we're trying to understand and and enjoy so how do we deal with these unconscious sounds which we make just spontaneously for various reasons so if they're subconscious they're out of your control they're something that just come out of your mouth and you sometimes you don't even know until you listen back and then you say do I say um are like sort of all the time and yes you do um no oh, there we go I've just done it there we go <laughs> so the answer is take those unconscious sounds and bring them into your conscious mind. This might be a little bit uncomfortable because it involves listening to yourself and writing them down. Write down all of those things that you say which have no information value and don't actually help you communicate your ideas if you want to remove them from your speech and your interviews you need to deal with them. So write them down, make a list. Next step is you're going to take that list of sounds that you use to create thinking spaces and control conversations and you're going to say them. So take it with you into the bath, into your garage, when you're in the car could be a good one. As you're driving to work, I want you to say those words. I think it's a great idea if you are not overheard saying them because you will sound a little bit eccentric uh, reading your list of sort of kind of things. So, um, uh, But say them so that when you are speaking, your brain will actually recognise those sounds. And just before they come out of your mouth, you will be able to edit yourself so that your communication is smoother and has less for the listener's mind to filter out. So that is tip one, how to deal with unconscious sounds. I don't know about you, but I love hearing those edits. They just make me laugh. So let's hear another one before we move on to the next topic, which is about how to go about phrasing questions. Um, I, I don't want to, I guess, um, uh, but, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's about, uh, it, it turned, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the have, um, and this is probably right on the cusp. I think I was twenty four on my first trip. Um, um, let's um, on the plane. Um, what did you do without any idea? Oh God! I think. Look, I think we um, and 
And uh, I, 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 um, so yeah, I guess that was, I, I'm, I think about, I think it got to my, and um, in the broking, the, or the broke, that's, uh, how you just defined it. It's so absolutely just so true that I don't know. Uh, to, to, um, I wondered too, just, um, of how do you in that, if the universe is, this gets, I guess, gets a bit woo woo. It's like, I think six months. Um, and, uh, and, um, um, uh, and, um, 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 and what it's, uh, uh, um, to, and, um, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, um, um, uh, there was an organization or it's really, it's very, um, questioning in a, that, um, formal, uh, uh, uh what kind of, I guess, um, you know, of our, and, and I think like for me, it feels quite intrinsic. So I, I wasn't, um, so I'm, I don't know, I guess I. Yeah, great. And what? Uh... Yeah, so I'm. Um, uh, um, um, okay, let's just leave that, leave that there. Um, we all do this stuff. So although it sounds strange to hear back all of the edits and yeah. all of these little sounds put together, let me yeah. just fade that down a little bit before it, before it makes me either laugh or start going, um, ah, uh, uh, the lip smacking. Don't you love the lip smacking one? It's, a, it's contagious when you hear this stuff. It can be like a little, little vocal virus that you can pick up and before you know it, you'll find yourself going all the time. Really quite annoying. Uh, so, all right, let's move on to the next idea in this article, podcast interview skills, take control. I, I'm i going to just uh, divert for a moment because I just thought of something which um, is a story I, I like to tell. When I used to live in the UK, I used to have my hair cut. This is also back in the time when I had hair to be cut. I had a fantastic barber called Roberto who had his own business and as you are sitting in the chair with him giving you a really fantastic sharp stylish haircut he would just effortlessly dispense business information so as a freelancer I'd go to him and talk to him about my problems of clients who didn't pay me and tire kickers who just wanted to talk all the time and not end up giving you a, a, a paid job at the end but would sort of extract loads of useful intelligence from you which they could then uh, pass on to a low-cost offshore freelancer who'd actually do the do the work for them anyway whatever catalogue of of woes that I would give to Roberto he would just be like this font of knowledge and uh, take control is one of his one of his maxims which has always stayed with me and is absolutely fantastic. Sometimes you just need other people to say things to you, which you kind of know anyway, um, but hearing it from somebody else just gives you a little bit of different context and it makes sense. So take control in any any manner of situations. If something's 
bugging you that it doesn't work in the way that you would like it to, maybe that's an option which is open sometimes that you can actually dictate what the framework is so that you're not giving your power away to the other person. So let's do that with our podcast interviews. Let's take control. (laughs) Take control of your speech. Take control of the conversation in a nice way so that everything gets better. So the next point I wanted to bring up is about questioning and how do we frame our questions in a way which allows the interviewee to express their answer better. Sometimes it's just a matter of thinking what is the interesting thing you would like that person to talk about because most likely you know what it is but it's just giving them the right cue so that they can take off and give you something really useful. So there's uh, open questions and closed questions. This is a, this is a thing and you can look it up. There's a Wikipedia link on the article. I've given some kind of pretty lightweight examples of, of the two questions here. I'm sure there's better ones. So a closed question, would you say that was a helpful experience? Uh, the colour of your new book is white. Do you think that's an ideal design choice? And the, uh, the possibility is that your your guest, if they're a little bit stuck for a way to elaborate on on that they can just say yes or no and the question doesn't invite them to open up and give a give a more lengthy lengthy answer because you are basically giving them the answer in your question so this is where the aspect of knowing what you want them to talk about needs a little bit of investigation so you don't you don't tell them what the answer is in the question would you say that this was good or this was bad or whatever you actually frame the question in such a way that there's no direction indicated in it and you make an open question. Would you explain the experience and what you felt about it? Well, the experience was like this and it made me feel so on. Suddenly your answer is a lot more fuller and a lot more open, basically. Uh, I won't say any more about this, but there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff that you can read up on, online about it and how to how to think in open questions and, cl- and closed questions. The other one, which is which is a great one. It, uh, my my wife's got a background in marketing, so she's familiar with the marketing concept of the alternative close, and she always gives that to me in in questions. Would you like to do the washing up, or would you like to wash the car? <laughs> so. The third option isn't open to me because I'm just given two choices that I have to select from. So the question is basically cutting down my options right away. So think about that in your questioning as as well. Are you doing alternative closed questions, which uh, may be good if you, A, want the washing up to be done or want the car to be washed. Um, But if you want some sort of exciting conversation to ensue that's not the way to do it the next step which automatically leads on from this sort of open open questioning is follow-up questions sometimes we have uh, such good guests on the show um, that they 
want to or we feel they should approve the line of questioning before they actually come onto the show so that they have a little bit of a moment to get into what kind of conversation we're going to have and and formulate some information, maybe provide a few examples or think of a few examples that will just illustrate their points better. So that's really good. And I think it's good good practice and it's certainly reassuring for guests if they get a sense of what kind of information they are going to be asked about. But let's not let's not kind of get away from the fact that if you are conducting an interview, depending on your style, but I think the heart of it is good conversation and spontaneity. And if your interview is on rails, so basically you just have question, answer, question, answer, and nothing in your conversation actually relates to what your guest has said, suddenly there's a kind of flatness in in the interview and actually a lack of challenge and a lack of fresh information. So the follow-up question is your tool to do that. And my proposal is that you you do it don't get so um keen to please your guests that you give all the control of the interview over over to them if you think there's something else that could be teased out of their answer then prod them a little bit and let's let's open that up because what a lot of people tend to do especially people who do a lot of interviews is they'll basically say the same thing on every interview which is is good for them because they have like a stock answer. Um, you only need to listen to politicians speaking anywhere and they are totally on rails and they're media trained so they know that they don't actually have to answer your question. Once they've got the exposure, they can just use that platform to say whatever it is that they they want to say. Here's another, that's another interesting topic. I should write, write about that at, at some point the uh, aggressive media training, which when you know about it, you can watch and you can see it on radio and TV. Politicians just using the platform to say what they want and basically saying the same thing and the party lines coming out over and over again, regardless of uh, the validity of them. So in the interview context, we can prod them a little bit uh, and actually extract a little bit more honesty and a little bit more truth. But also, from a conversational point of view, we can try to get something fresh and maybe some ideas that the guest hasn't even thought of before that just let them go deeper into their their answer and give us something really authentic and, and exciting for our, for our show. So that's the idea of the follow-up question. I'm going to finish up this podcast now and embed the final, the final result into the article podcast interview skills take control on eastcoaststudio.com.au and yeah i hope some of this will be helpful to you and make your podcast interviews better let's go out with a little bit more of the very stuff which we Um, are talking about um no i mean this um yeah so so from the internet up why not bring it on um um, and so we, we slightly spoke in that, I suppose, spot. Um, and there still is, yeah, we... And also we, we've got to be... Um, um, but it... Um, and we will be calling together our... our um, and, you know, 
um, uh, the, the, um, um, the... Oh, it's hard to say, really. Um, 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 the, 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 well, how yeah. You, the final of our... Um... Oh, gosh. And I hadn't even prepared for that. But, <laughs> but I, I have been... I've been... Um, um, it's... Um, um, um,